Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to another edition of Runs House. My name is Brian Rundle. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, I am excited today because for the first time in Runs House on a Monday show, I have a guest. My guest is the co-host of What's Up People News TV, and you can find that on YouTube. Her name is Frosty Knowledge. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, facts about Frosty Knowledge. In my normal, real world, stuff like this does not matter. However, she is going to give us some good insight because she is a woman and she is a woman of color. And that, I believe, is something that coming up on the elections in uh, in November, she can give us some good insight on her feelings. And we're going to talk race and we're going to talk a few other things. But I want to introduce Frosty Knowledge. Frosty, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So let's start. I mean, I have a lot of things I want to talk to you about, but, you know, I want to get into the election. I want to talk about a few different things and get your thoughts. But I wanted to start with the uh, Ahmed Aubrey case and your feelings on that. And just, you know, we've been through this before numerous times in this country. And, uh, you know, as a an African-American when you see things like this, how does that affect you? You know, it, it feels like I have this post-traumatic stress disorder and it's a constant thing, you know what I mean? It's, it's every day, so I don't even know. It's almost like the black community, we become numb to it. It's almost an expectation every day that we that this is going to happen to us, you know. I yeah, have a black son, so it's it's nerve wracking. Yeah, know? no, and that's really heartbreaking to hear because it's you know something that certainly I do not have to experience, and you know when we continue to hear things like this over and over and over again, and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot done about it. It gets frustrating. I mean, really for everybody, but I can't imagine what it's like uh, in, in your community. So this happens to to this young man and you see it with Trayvon Martin. You've seen it, you know, a, a, a million other times. Right. And it's not just these particular incidences. It seems to me like the black community has had issues that they have been talking about, not just for these last few years, but for decades. For decades. That yeah, that yeah, <laughs> yeah. That just that just seem to either be ignored or you know there will be a an outcry for it. But what can we do? What is it? You know, and I guess it's really it's hard for you to say because all you want to do is just get up and lead your life normally. Right. And exactly. you know, I'm. What is it? What What do you think? It, it racism appears to still be rearing its ugly head as much as it, as it always has been. Right. And it almost seems like um, what, well, not even almost, what needs to happen is if you have privilege in this country, you know, because this is a white supremacist system, right? It's, it's set up for, you know, certain people to live their lives and do well and progress and not have to deal with racism. So those with privilege, you know, we need you as allies, right? So we need you to to speak up when you see something, you know, we need you to, you know, vocalize when things are going 
when you see it, when you see racism with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, you need to say, no, hey, that's racist. You need you need to explain why you think the murder of Aubrey is, no, this is racist. It wasn't um, he was somewhere stealing or he shouldn't have, you know, fought with them when he sees a man with a gun, he should stop. It's like, no, we're making excuses for racism, right? And you, not only do we have to tell them, you have to tell them because they just think we're playing, we're pulling like a race card and everything. When we, when black people speak out, it's like we're pulling the race card or, you know, we're playing the victim. Like this is what they tell us. Yeah, and that's exactly right. You know, you talk about the allies and everybody, when there is something that needs to be done, everybody needs an ally, you know, women's rights and every, every right that has been earned in this country or not even earned, stuff that you were supposed to have anyway has had allies. And, you know, there is, like you said, white people still own the majority in the country. And when you do have a large amount of the majority, uh, majority, and I'm not saying it's more than half, I don't even know what the number is, but when you have enough people who go against, you know, these senseless acts, it definitely is not helping the cause. And the problem is, is that now we have a president who seems to feed in to this kind of behavior. Now, I'm not saying he feeds into allowing for the murder, but he doesn't necessarily stand up as a president like he should for for things like this. Right. But if he's not standing up, he's actually feeding it. Like Correct. Stoking the flame. You know, yes. he, he is a, a large cause of why, you know, hate crimes have gone up. They're gone up exponentially under this presidency because he's calling Nazis fine people. He's out here saying, hey, um, you know, liberate your state. <laughs> what does liberate mean? Go grab your guns and just protest because you want your state open? Like, who protests with Confederate flags and guns? Like, what are we, what, what, is, what are we talking about here? So he's stoking the flames of racism. He's making this okay that they're emboldened at this point you know before you know you had races would kind of cower in corners and and you know hidden in the darkness but now they are just out and they're in your face you know it's funny you say that because i've had this conversation too it did appear like racism has never disappeared and unfortunately it may never but i have said this before it seemed like we did have a time where they were almost shelled away somewhere, where they were just like, you know, it, it was, we, we made it to a point to where at least it showed that racism wasn't cool, you know, and the racist- They didn't racist, want to be exposed. They didn't want they, to be exposed, right? Correct. They did not want to be exposed and they were like the roaches, you know, with the light on. But, you know, when the light went off, you know, they went, now they're scattering all over the place and they are, as you said, emboldened. And, you know, so back to Donald Trump, do you as someone in the African-American community, you see race has gotten worse since he has become president? Right. Just because they're emboldened. 
Yeah. And, you know, again, the white community that needs to step up a little bit more, it's everybody that needs to step up and say, look, we just can't have this again. And it needs to go back to being shamed. And we need to put those people back, you know, to where they were (laughs) to begin with. If you want to be racist and you want to sit in your house and scream and yell and do all that stuff, go ahead and do it. But don't bring it out to the rest of us who just have no interest in that whatsoever. So he protects racists, right? So in their heads, like they just think that they are protected. There's the shield that is protecting them. I mean, he used to he'd give the rallies, and what would he say? You know, get this person out of here. You know, use force, or you know, telling the police to be brutal. Like who brutal towards who? Right? He doesn't actually say the words, but he implies it. We know who he's talking about. And his it appears that his um, his view of race and not being a racist is when he points to somebody in the front and says, "Look at my African American exactly. out there," which is savagely racist. <laughs> Correct. My, you own him. Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, uh, the you know the a, a, a small portion of the black community who follow him you know yes. the diamond and silks and the candace owens of the world and then you know racists use them as useful t- the useful tools that's exactly right and i got to imagine that's got to be infuriating when you see that um you know it's infuriating for me as a white person just to watch white people love this guy because i don't get it i don't right. you know every time i hear him speak first of all he is speaking down to a certain demographic of people and, you know, I think somebody with at least some common sense looks at this guy. And I'm really hoping that in the 2016 election, which I want to talk to you about here in a minute, you know, I hope people who may have voted for him the first time, there are going to be a decent amount who look and say, yeah, this this was a huge, huge mistake. Right. So in 2016, Of course, we had Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. It appeared as if the African-American community did not come out as much for Hillary Clinton um, in 2016. In fact, I was reading some stats that there was just 11 percent of the voters who were registered Democrats came out to vote for Hillary Clinton. But there was 19 percent who did not, which uh, which said that, you know, that that's a large percentage of people had that she got that vote that she would have had a good chance of winning. Why do you think they did not come out for Hillary Clinton? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that happened there. There was voter suppression, right? So, sure. Which is still going on now, you know, with, with, which is unbelievable because in the South, those people have to travel miles and miles to go and vote. My, I can walk down the street to my voting place. You know what I mean? Like there's sure. so many in my town. There's no way I have to take a bus to go and vote. That's insane. So I, it's voter suppression. Also, I mean, remember, there was a lot of false information going around too, you know, and then you have like the crime bill, right? So they, you know, Trump's bots and Russians were mm-hmm. making sure that they stoked the fire to pit us against Hillary. But Hillary doesn't like black people. So they just stayed home. That wasn't a color issue at the time because it looked like every, not everybody, but too many people were buying into this. And they were just so easily influenced that, 
you know, you, you scratch your head. I mean, you literally had people thinking that Hillary Clinton was running a child. Porn, right. Yeah. Yeah. At the pizza shop. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, just the thought of that drives me insane. I said before, I'll talk politics with somebody. But what I'll do is I'll ask them a question and I'll only ask them one. And the one question is, do you believe Hillary Clinton had somebody murdered? And if their answer is yes, then that stops the conversation that I really don't want to have any conversation with somebody who who believes that Hillary Clinton is behind the murder of people. But, you know, beyond that, how do you feel about. Like to know, oh, no. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I would like to know um, the stats on the black women that, you know, the rate of them coming out to vote in 2016 for Hillary. You know, I was looking I was looking for that and I could not find that. But what I did find, what was interesting, is that black women, there was almost zero percent for Donald Trump. Right. Because we know. Yes, correct. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've said this, but I think I truly believe and I'm not saying this to pander. I'm not saying I truly believe it's time for a woman to run this country. You know, I, I think they just seem to have a little bit more logic you know, when it comes to things and this, well, if a woman runs the country, she can't do it because she's too emotional. Yes. Donald Trump's the most emotional right. person I've ever seen in my life. This guy cannot handle anything. He can't handle a simple question. He walked away from the podium when a couple of women asked him some questions and he couldn't handle it. Imagine being a bully and a coward at the same time. I, you know, it's hard to imagine, but at least we see it in real time so we can get an idea of what it's like. And it's really sad and it's really pathetic. But so how do you feel just talking to uh, people that you know? How do you feel about the upcoming election? What do you think of Joe Biden? And do you think that he will have more people coming out for him than Hillary Clinton did? Well, he definitely will have black women coming out. That's for sure. But I think the black community is going to come out because Donald Trump is an existential yeah. threat. He's a threat to humanity. He's a threat to the black community. And do you get the sense that in your community, everybody is feeling the same way? I do. I mean, I, I, I don't represent... Sure. Yeah. Right. But, you know, the my circles and, and the people that I know, they know how important this is. It's like it's not you don't have to love Biden. Right. But we know that it's it's like you have someone who has put in time and who is given and, and who appears to genuinely care. Has he made some mistakes along the way? Of course, they all have. But Donald Trump makes mistakes and does not apologize. Donald Trump's his policies do not reflect what America is. Trump started birther like birtherism. Yeah, this yeah. Black president, he said was not American. And he, he, he yeah. I mean, he. No, I was gonna say he actually had the, you know. I, he was on TV saying, oh, you're not going to believe the information I have about Barack Obama. You're not going to believe it and never produced anything. And that's been his not just entire presidency. That's been his entire career as a business person, as a president, as a candidate. Whatever you want, Donald Trump has been a fraud from day one. A fraud, a liar. There's a caravan coming, but then there's no caravan. Yep. He just says anything so no i mean come hella high water we're voting like i don't know i don't know any black person who said that they're not voting of course there's some 
but I don't even know they're online. They don't even have to be black because then you have the whole digital blackface revolution with sure. versus white people pretending to be black saying, yeah. you know, you got to add them in the mix too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and you brought up voter suppression earlier, you know, and that is something too that is extremely frustrating because you have, and it's also very hypocritical, special from people on the right who keep talking about the Constitution and the American way. They are the ones who are behind this voter suppression 100%. There's a campaign, I actually see it on Facebook. My friends, some friends on Facebook who are railing against voting by mail, which is what the actual percentages of voter fraud are so incredibly low and minute that it's almost non-existent. However, they are acting as if there's going to be this gigantic flow of people who mail in votes or whatever the case is to vote for Joe Biden just so they can get Donald Trump out of office. It's ridiculous, man. It's just you know. It, again, it is this idea, and it's not just the um, it's not just the voter suppression. It's the gerrymandering in all these states that are generally done by Republican um, governors, and you know that helps them win in their districts. That helps them win, you know, in their states. And you know, again, there's so many things that happen in this country that affect the American people. And they always say we are their boss, but they're really the boss. They're running the show and there's nothing we can do about it unless we get out and vote. Exactly. And that's what we push like for our community. You know, don't just vote in this big election. You have to vote in these small elections. You know, we have to be voting for these judges. You know, we have to vote for like you know who we want running our school systems like we have to vote it it matters yeah i think people don't look too much as much as into those smaller elections and all they mostly think about is the presidential election but how important these smaller elections are now i will say there is some encouragement um what we saw in 2018 there was a huge blue wave um, you had Virginia voting blue in pretty much everywhere they can. Uh, you had North Carolina. You've had even uh, places like Kansas, who uh, I'm sorry, uh, not Kansas, Kentucky voted in a blue governor. Alabama voted in a blue governor. So, you know, there are a lot of positive signs showing that people really are angry and they do not like this president. Right. Oh, man, I'm praying that we get the Senate. Uh, getting the Senate would be just as important as getting the presidency. Yes. You know, because if by some strange way Donald Trump wins again, if the Democrats own the Senate and the House, and it would almost be entertaining enough to watch Donald Trump have to deal with a... uh, (laughs) But I'm not ready to give that up. I want blue all across the board. Right. Well, is there anything else that you would like to say? Anything else that you'd like to plug? Anything else that uh, that you would like to uh, add? I mean, I did briefly, you know, we talked a little bit about um, Aubrey uh, is awful. But in the same week, we had Breonna Taylor get yes. shot by police. So this is what I mean about that. It's like that post-traumatic stress like we it's just it's never ending we're always under stress you know it's anxiety because who when someone in the black community is murdered like that it's like 
we that was my sister right yeah yeah she truly feels like that when ahmad got murdered or trayvon that's my son you know and i wonder i would because white people have sons they have daughters and why they don't equate it the same a lot it is yeah. is something that i just don't understand because at the end of the day we're all human beings and I really think at the end of the day, whether you're a Trump supporter, whether you're a, a Biden, whatever it is, we all kind of want the same things. We want good health care. We want, you know, to be able to walk out our doors. And there's a lot of people I know I can get in my car. I know I can drive down the street. I know I can go for a jog in any neighborhood and not be bothered. Whereas a very good friend of mine could do the same exact thing. And he's getting stopped by police officers. And it's it's just frustrating, like I said, as a human being, but I can't even imagine what it's like. You know, let me ask you this, too, because we spoke a little bit earlier about, um, you know, being a minority in this country and things are a little bit different. I, I was watching your show, your YouTube show, and you guys brought up uh, something about people complaining, why is there not a white history month or why is there not a, uh, a white, you know, television channel? And I've heard this from my friends. too. I mean, I've, you know, I've sat in a room where I've heard people actually say, you know, well, if there was a white entertainment television channel, people would lose their minds. I said, well, there is a white entertainment channel. It's called every other channel except for like entertainment channel. And I, I question them. I say, why is this such a big deal to you? Why does this matter to you in your life at all? Does that, I mean, does things like that drive you insane? Yeah, those are microaggressions. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's microaggressions and it's, it's, it, it makes no sense. I mean, it's just. They don't, well, I mean, you know, a lot of it is racism and some of it is just ignorance, right? Because if, when you're white, you don't have to think like that. It just is. Being a, a black woman, I don't think that there's been one day that I've, you know, gotten up, woken up in the morning and not thought about being black. One day. Yeah. I don't think white people wake up thinking I'm white. Like you don't. No. There's no. Right. Because that's like the status quo. That's always been the good thing in America is to be white. You know what I mean? Because you just you got the jobs, you know, you got the loans, you got all of that. He got was, you know, you watch the news. If a white person commits a crime, they don't describe that person. It's just like six foot five, blah, blah, blah. Black people commit crime. They paste you know, the picture on the screen and then there's a just black man, blah, 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 right? So that just continues to put like those biases in your head. So you just, you really don't get it. So like, I understand when white people don't get it, but when black people are telling you, listen, this is how it is. This is racism. This is why you don't get it. You have to listen because we know, we see it, we feel it. I go into the store, I can't even find a black doll and some stores yeah. or, you know, black hair care products, there are more now, Yeah. right? You know, you have uh, white companies trying to get into like, there's a big natural, black natural hair movement going on, right? So white companies are trying to get in on that money. That's why I push the black agenda and like black businesses because like, you know, why is head and shoulders now, now, you're trying to sell us our product. Now you're doing that? Right. Where, 
Where were you five years ago? No, because there's money in it now, right? No, that, that's... Uh. You know, it's funny you brought, you brought something up and it reminds me of a little story that I've said to somebody, do you know how I know racism still exists and how ridiculous it still is? So whenever somebody tells me a story, let's say they're telling me a story about a club they went to and two people got into a fight. So if it was just two regular white people, right. they would say there was this, you know, two guys and they were getting into a fight. But if it happened to be a black guy, they would always say there's this guy and then there's this big black guy. You know, they always have to emphasize it to make the story scarier or whatever the case is. And I was like, I swear I will always stop and I said, what, what difference does it make what color the guy, you know, the one guy was? And they're like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But I just, you know, I was like, so, you know, it's I like- that conversation last night with my friend. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. They see, you know, black men are violent monsters and, you know, they don't see black kids are the same. They're just, they're like adults. They treat black children as black men and black men are like monsters. I mean, look at the description of Trayvon. It's always sure. been Trayvon was this big and he was bashing Zimmerman's head to the ground. And, it's yep. like, you know, Trayvon was a skinny kid. You yep. know, I, I can't tell you how many times I pulled up his autopsy report mm. to show a, a racist troll on Twitter. Like, you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God. Well, everybody seems to be lying if it goes against your certain truths nowadays. Yeah, so, right. you know, but yeah. And by the way, I don't think uh, I don't think it's even said enough. What a what's the term I should use? Um, incredible moron George Zimmerman is. He turned out not just a bit. I mean, that guy story after story, even after Trayvon Martin, that this guy was a monster loser. And that, you know, should be said more and more often because that guy is just right. he's an he's idiot the only one with the, he was the only one with the criminal record correct yes he was the one but of course during that case just like they do in a lot of these cases they're going to show the picture first of the scary black guy you know and they're going to you know paint the picture because they have to show it this is why this actually happened guys you got to realize you know the scary black guy was coming after George Zimmerman, who I, I don't even sure he's white. I think he was Hispanic right. or whatever, well, but I'm, I'm sure he's white. Hispanic. <laughs> yes, yes. But I mean, the same with Ahmad. It's the same deal. Yeah. That's what they're painting him as. He was about to steal, but no one has video of him stealing. One. The second is those two Hicks didn't know that he was. Like they correct. Know, he's the, jogging. They what they're assuming because he's black. He's stealing. It appears as if they got word from somebody. Somebody called, as I call them, Billy Bob and Cletus, yeah. and said, "Hey, um, watch out, because coming because they were getting in their trucks preparing for this guy." So Ridiculous. yeah, that's exactly what it was. They didn't call nine one one. They didn't. They just assumed that this was a guy in our neighborhood that we didn't want here for some particular reason. Right. We have an idea of what we what it may be, but they were going to take the law into their own hands. And that's the other problem with some of these laws is that these cowboys think that they're some of them actually even think they're doing or not even think they're doing the right thing. They think they're justified in doing what they're doing because of these laws and they're going to get away with it. But it turns out that the laws are a little bit more stated than what those two actually did. Right. 
but all right. So is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything else you'd like to plug? I do I really appreciate you coming on. You gave us a lot of great insight. Yes, I'm going to uh, plug, of course, Channel 323 and my team Frosty, um, What's Up People News. So if anyone wants to go over to that channel on YouTube and check us out, um, that'd be great. Absolutely. Well, listen, I have you on because, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I said, listen, we got to get somebody smart in here who knows what she's talking about. So we're going to bring in Frosty Knowledge. She's going to give us all kinds of knowledge. And she did. And again, I really appreciate you coming in. And I hope to talk to you again some other time. Ah, I appreciate it too, Brian. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank my guest, Frosty Knowledge. But I do want to apologize for the audio there. We did have some uh, audio difficulties there that I was not aware of while we were recording it. So I do apologize for that. But uh, Frosty did such a great job that I wanted to go ahead and post this anyway. Again, you can catch her on channel 323 on YouTube. And she is the co-host of What's Up People News TV. I do appreciate her insight. Back again on Friday for our Bar Talk edition. We're going to talk a little bit of boxing and we're going to recap the final two episodes of The Last Dance on ESPN. So I hope you can tune in for that. And of course, I will be back again next Monday for a little bit more political news and we will beat up Donald Trump a little bit more and make sure we get Joe Biden in office in November. I thank you guys again for listening and I will talk to you again soon.